Ryan Bemrose, Crypto Hunter. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 223 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the flash mobs have come to the suburbs. And from America's left coast, where we test products on animals, I'm Ryan Pembrose. Well, you're an animal. Well, the, the products I test is usually things like barbecue sauce, beef rub. Last night, I tested a fantastic garlic butter on some animals. Uh, this morning, I tested some black pepper on some pigs and unborn chickens. It was wonderful. <laughs> you know, that does occur to me every now and then when making eggs of any variety, like this is chicken embryos. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You're now an abortion activist. For I eating know, eggs. but they're so delicious. <laughs> Tasty, tasty fetuses. Uh huh. You can do so many things with them. You can just put them in a pan. You can put them in some water. You can just make them all sorts of different ways. There's hundreds, if not thousands. I mean, John C. Dvorak of No Agenda fame. His wife just put out a book on all about eggs. It's amazing. So, show 223 in 2023. Is this uh, numerology? How many donations we get from that numerology? Two. Or three, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody. Nobody with numerology. You mean in all of 2023, that's how many donations we've got. Yeah. I mean, the last yeah. show was episode 222, two, two, and people were like, too much. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. Haven't don't. you quit already? Yeah. Wait, you guys are still doing that show? Jesus, why? I mean, yes, by the way, the answer to that, yes, we did quit. Yes. But now we're back. It didn't take. But we're going to quit again because not not because of us this time, but because of you. It's going to be your fault. We learned it from you. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, getting old sucks. I just want to tell you, but I I am still convinced that it's better than the alternative. Yeah. Well, not in Canada. Holy shit, man! Did you see that <laughs> in Canada? The alternative is is what's known as medical care. Yeah, made. I talked about that on Random Thoughts today, but it hasn't been released yet. Oh my god, Canadians, yeah, you're out of control. People will listen after it's released, though. You, you, that's the best time to listen. It's very, very strange. But how is the back? I, it's sore and it's uh, 71 in here and 68 outside. And I've got a heating pad on, which means I'm going to get my sweat on. Too much acrobatic sexual activity? Something like that. Well, okay. My excuse is better than I tried to sleep in my car, which is what happened the last time. Uh, I was out disc golfing. You know what that is? Yeah. It's, it's when people take Frisbees and try to make it a sport. Yes, basically, uh, which is not not all that much more ridiculous than taking a, a small one inch dimpled ball and hitting it with a stick over and over again. Yeah, it's a very but similar sport. Same, same general principle. Yeah, uh -huh. You throw what what to the untrained eye is called a Frisbee, but to an uh a real disc golfer, which I don't necessarily count myself as. Um, if you call it Frisbee, you're going to get punched. 
But uh, actually, that's not true because most of them are serious potheads or uh, generally very laid back type of people who uh, they're they're a very friendly bunch and almost always high on the course. Now, was this I, a injury based upon just a lot of physical activity or is this one? Throw yes, the where- physical activity was walking from the third hole basket to the fourth hole tee and I stepped on the wrong route turned my ankle and fell hard on my ass and the ankle is what hurt yesterday and today the ankle is better and now my back is just killing me so you injured yourself walking walking <laughs> yes being old is like that <laughs> that's not a good sign i mean I'm, I'm, these courses are not all just f- like on flat grass or concrete like the, i'm walking through the damn woods but yeah, walking. Well, we hope that gets better. It's not fun. I mean, I remember the last time I yanked my back and it was trying to move a recliner. And I thought it was going to kind of just slide and it didn't. And that was enough. I had back spasms for a few days, but it wasn't at least that wasn't a constant. Although when they're happening, you're there's not a whole lot you can do besides scream and try to lay flat. Well, let's just say that last night was not a particularly restful sleep. Well, but you know, a little coffee, perk yourself right up. Oh yeah. Coffee, some, (laughs) some black pepper tested on eggs and bacon. The more coffee you have, the more you have to get up, which means the more you'll stay active and your back will just magically get better. Yes. That's the theory. Let's go with that. Yeah. But the actually uh, even better is that my wife knows where the good drugs are hidden. Well, see, there you go. She's like, let's just keep uh, this guy docile and uh, and out of her hair for a few hours. So it's like, here, honey, yeah. have this. And you're swallowing them down. Hey, honey, what are <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> down for the count. That's I went to bed earlier last night than I have in months. I'll tell you that much. Well, we hope you got some restful sleep for the three hours oh. or whatever it was until the uh, until the drugs start wearing off again. No, no. When every time you roll over in bed, it's accompanied by screaming. Uh huh. Uh huh. And well, that's usually just your wife remembering who she's married to. But now yeah, it's yeah. Uh, except this time the screaming was me. Right there, you go. There you go. I mean, and I I hate when now when it's the sunnier it is in the morning, I hate it because now if I get up. And I have to like pee or if I just get up because the sun's coming through at like five in the morning, it's like, uh, I need, I need oh, more I, sun. Tell me about shades. it. I, like the last five weeks and basically the next two or three months uh, are a rough time that I definitely did not account for when I purchased this house the first time. The master bedroom, we're on a hill. The master bedroom looks out, has a beautiful view of the Cascade Mountains. To the east and we're perched on a hill where we have an even better view and the master bedroom faces east because obviously beautiful view of the mountains well that's great except what happens at 6 15 a.m <laughs> roughly at those mountains to the east the sun appears <laughs> and it says hello good morning and you're like fuck you go away yeah <laughs> like come back in a few hours uh-huh and no 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 matter what they tell you Room darkening shades are nice, but usually the you need more. You need more because light comes through. No, actually, I'd rather I'd rather curse at the sunlight than try to ruin my view. Yes. Scream at the cloud. 
But That's what we do on this show. Yeah, here in Chicago. I mean, we've talked about the flash mobs downtown. Well, they finally came to the suburb right down the street, oh, like walking did distance. Did they flash? Yeah. <laughs> were, uh, there was a armed forces, some kind of little carnival in Tinley Park here, which is right down the road. It's where my wife grew up. And it was supposed to be a whole weekend thing. And a bunch of hoodlums showed up on Saturday, started fighting, jumping on cars, and they canceled Sunday because, you know, they didn't have, I guess, the resources. Wait, they canceled Sunday? Yeah, the so whole like day. Saturday at midnight, it shall now henceforth be Monday. Yes. That Screw, is harsh. Screw Sunday. You go to work. You don't get a, <laughs> don't get another day off. We hear hereby decree Sunday is gone. We're, they, we're cutting the weekend short. The final day of the carnival they cut. And uh, from from now on, all days shall be Monday. And this is something that I think all of the general area suburbs are going to have to deal with, because I don't think these things are stopping where all of a sudden something goes out on social media and it's like, hey, there's this going on here. Let's all just create a mob scene. And you know, back in the day. That used to be taken care of with some broken kneecaps and, uh, you know, maybe kids I had a little still respect. Think that's the way it would. You could definitely see as somebody who can barely stand up right now. You're like, well, that would definitely keep me from doing this. I, I have means of, of delivering karma to people, even with a bad back. You just like worry not for me. Also, I'm not in Illinois. That helps. True. I mean, you do the thing like from the. Uh, the emperor in the was it the empire strikes back where he like does his hands and he like ooh and then the fireballs and the lightning shoots out of his hand and I have been that drunk yes <laughs> you're like I I swear I swear there were lightning bolts coming out of my hands <laughs> and people are like oh no that's just Ryan he had one too many beers again one one too many cases of beer yeah something like that yeah not Bud Light no not Bud no. Light no you can't get drunk on Bud Light. But this the is liver, the, the alcohol level so low, you, the liver metabolizes it faster than you can consume it. It's better for hydration than it is getting drunk. Yeah, it's, it's better not for, great for that. Either. There you hold Bud Light better for hydration than intoxication. And uh, I, I mean, just, that is what we used it for out on the boat. If you recall that. Oh, story. that's right. We can't drink yeah. the water. So you may as well drink. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, it tasted almost as good as the river water and was slightly more hydrating. See, that is sad. I don't know what's in your river water, but it may be healthier than Bud Light. Mostly glacier piss. Well, see, that is very healthy for you. Keeps your immune system going. But I don't know, like, what do you do when you have crowds of usually teenagers? So you're talking, it's like, you know, we want to deal with this like it's a bunch of kids getting out of control. But it's like, I'm sorry. At some point. You know, if it's a 12 year old, maybe I'm like, oh, that's a kid. That's a moron. But once you hit like 15, 16, I say treat them like adults. I don't know. Once they pop out and start making their own decisions, treat them like adults. But that's me. Well, yeah, that would make more sense. But no, not here. And I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know if this was like a convoy of cars, which I doubt. But this uh, this event was right off the train station out in Tindley park. And that's the train that we used to take down to white Sox park. So, you know, the neighborhoods that that's going into. So it's really easy. If you want to create a flash mob, just jump on the train, come on out. Sure. 
So what exactly was the purpose of this and why did they think they could accomplish anything out in the suburbs? I don't know. Well, it's the same thing they did downtown, which is like, hey, let's just go run rampant. And uh, there were reports of gunshots, but I those mean, have not been substantiated. I mean, that's just good, clean fun. But what the hell did they think they were going to accomplish? I don't know. I think it's like, just to cause shot trouble by some suburbanites with guns. That's kind of, you know, that was the question. That is the question. Like, what did you think is going to go on? Do you think that uh, you can keep just going? And because I don't really know. I mean, I'll, I enjoy for the purposes of entertaining and being on podcasts and, and being that guy. I like to talk a big game like, hey, if I'm driving down the street and some mob all of a sudden, you know, people jump on top of my car. My first thought is going to be hit the gas and who cares what happens to them? Yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, if legally that's the best uh, recourse to have. I was reading a couple of weeks ago, an article about the, just that very thing. It was, there was the, what, the Charlottesville, no, one of the places down South where they had, I mean, they, it was a big publicized story that got turned into a legend and a myth about some dude getting crowded in his car and then driving over a few of them trying to escape. And got the book thrown at him. Right. And some red state, and I wish I had details on this because it'd be a great story, decided that they were going to come out with a law that said, if you're trying to escape from an unruly mob, uh, there is no crime to run a bunch of them over. Yeah, I think Florida might have brought that law. Was that out. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It sounds like Florida, doesn't it? I mean, there, I mean, you've got to watch out your superheroes. Florida men are uh, not always on top of things. It's like, I don't understand how you could not feel like you are in impending danger. If a mob surrounds your car, jumps on the car, starts slamming on your windshields um, or your windows, you are in impending danger. If you don't feel like you're in, in impending danger, you're not paying attention. Yes. You're like, you, uh, this is where you want to pull out your nine millimeter and wave it at the nice folks and be like, you may want to move back. You may yeah, or just rev your engine and be like, you might not want to be in front of this thing. Uh -huh. It's bigger than you. Yes. And then it's like, oh, no, how could you do that? Well, because when you're in the moment, it's really, really difficult to go. Well, if the prosecutor is really woke, he right. might throw the book at me for harming some of these innocent, peaceful protesters. But meanwhile, I could get my ass killed if they managed to break the window. So gun it. I would say what you want to do is get the hell out of there as fast as humanly possible. And the question really is, what is the goal for this kind of stuff? And I think it goes well beyond just, oh, kids being dumb. It's like, I think people know what they're doing. They are basically acting like terrorists, whether you want to call them that or not. I do. I do. And the, you know, a lot of people don't because it's like, oh, no, they're mainly young black children. So you can't say they're terrorists. It's like, well, no. If there's a bunch of young if, white kids doing the, the same shoe thing fits. Yeah. You go by the actions. I don't care about the color of their skin. I care about what they are doing. And I like that. Uh, Tim Scott presidential candidate is now having racial stuff thrown at him from the women on the view <laughs> who like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, I think it was whoopee or it was Holstein, uh, from the, the view. One Holstein. of them. Yeah. That said he had, uh, Clarence Thomas syndrome. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is that the new Uncle Tom for these people? Like, he, he, uh, he yes, it's it's called being rational and having paid attention in civics class. That's the syndrome. And I'm guessing what they mean by that is, well, 
he's a black guy that succeeded. So he's ignoring how hard it is in America. And it's like, wait, you mean because he succeeded? That's why. Because here's a quick tip, by the way, the next time that uh, somebody decides to call you racist because of the color of your skin, just point out that the ideal Supreme Court would be nine Clarence Thomases. (laughs) Amen. Because he's rational. He actually tries to follow the law of the land. Yeah. Weird that he seems to have actually read it. Right. He's like, wait, we have this thing called the Constitution. We have laws, huh? This is what things should be based on. Yeah. Wait, we are. I've got another story from Illinois. Oh, God. Uh, This this one just made me roll my eyes so hard. I almost sprained something. And then you did. Um, And then. uh, Well, and then I did. (laughs) uh, uh, Do you know the name Don Harmon? Um, Television, right? The guy that does a community. Uh, No, this one. Well, maybe he's definitely a comedian, uh, but this one introduces him as president of the Illinois Senate. Oh, well, then, no, I don't know. Uh, A a Democrat. Duh, it's Illinois. (laughs) um, Who introduced legislation that would rewrite the rules on where Illinois residents can file lawsuits challenging the constitutionality of state laws. So as far as the current situation goes, uh, if you decide that the legislature has completely ignored and thrown out their oath of office and decided to pass something that is blatantly unconstitutional and that they can't do legally, if you've decided they have been illegal in the past, you go to your local courthouse and file a lawsuit saying this was illegal. Stop it. And then a judge, assuming that the judge is not woke or bought, would then rule and they might decide, yes, this was unconstitutional and void the illegal law, the unconstitutional law. That's that's how it's supposed to work. And if you do this, you know, one of the things that you would do if you're a sane lawyer is you try to figure out which judges are less likely to be bought off. And that means, uh, you know, the, the legislature has been having some trouble with people filing uh, lawsuits in the more rural parts of the state where the judges aren't bought off and the juries aren't guaranteed to be completely woke. So the new legislation going through the legislature of Illinois is to limit If you are going to challenge the constitutionality, if you are going to call out the legislature on their bullshit and tell them what you just did is illegal, you're not allowed to do it. The only place you're allowed to file that is in uh, Cook County or Sangamon County. That's weird. There's a lot more counties than that in Illinois. Uh, It says there's 102 counties, uh, but there's 25 judicial circuits. but the only two judicial circuits they're going to allow are Sangamon County, which uh, is where Springfield is, and Cook County. Where all the crooks are. Uh, yeah, the obvious reason for this is that it's a lot easier to buy off the judges in only two very, very Democrat strongholds than it is to buy off all the judges in the state. And if you're going to get your trial thrown to a jury, wouldn't it be nice to have a jury chosen entirely from downtown Chicago? Well, yeah, depending on what you want as the end result. So I I just read this and and my jaw was dropping at the audacity of saying, 
oh, well, when we do something illegal, actually, we're just going to say that you can't call us on it unless you come to our playground and talk to the judges we already own. Right. I, the, the, the sheer audacity of that level of corruption blew my mind. So I had to bring it up. Well, yeah, it's like making a jury of 12 former shoplifters to convict a shoplifter. Yeah. No, no, he didn't do it. Nobody. We all just we all just say he didn't do it. And then everybody gets away with it. It's great. It is. I, the I, I don't have much else other than I, I my my gut feeling. Now, I'm, I'm no lawyer. And the main reason I'm not a lawyer is because I have no respect for the law. But. My gut feeling is that uh, this limiting of the circuits will itself be challenged, probably in a much more rural court and found unconstitutional. Wouldn't doubt it. But the legal system does have some major issues. And one of those has been around for a long time, which is judges, no matter what, are biased. And this has been, you know, going back, if you watch any of the procedural television shows that have to do with judges and courtrooms, doesn't matter if it is, uh, you know, something like JAG or NCIS when it's dealing with the military, doesn't matter if it's L.A. law, whatever. I've been watching the practice. See, there you go. I know about they they did a pretty good job of showing that judges are human in that one well this is it and how many times how many stories are like whoa our case is going before judge bemrose we don't want that because it's like the judge makes a huge difference and it's like people the judge should make zero difference it should they're doing their job correctly which is to enforce the law based on what the law on the books is to interpret that to mean what was meant there should not be, well, this judge heard the case, this judge heard the case, this judge heard the case. Well, and this one says one thing, this one says another, and this one says yet another as far as what the verdict is. But that's what we have. And and the fact that we have it allows people like, uh, you know, if you have a particularly corrupt DA in somewhere like, for example, Manhattan, you can get a judge that will totally go along with a kangaroo court trying to convict a former president. Yes. Not that that would ever happen in a free country. Oh, I think we're seeing it right now. Oh, wait, this isn't really a free country at this point. Nope. <laughs> that is the problem. It's going to be a very interesting election cycle. I mean, I can say that right off the uh, right well, off the well, bat. First of all, let, let me go out on a limb and say anybody, given that there have been absolutely zero meaningful reforms to elections uh you are going to say see exactly the same amount of election fraud in some places and a whole lot more in other places and every single race where the outcome matters in any meaningful way is going to be thoroughly tainted by uh corruption by um vote changing by people finding boxes of ballots by uh you know counting rooms being mysteriously shut down while unmarked vans appear in the back of the place. Every place it, it's going to, the, the fact that it went on, nobody did shit to correct a single thing. It went on two elections in a row, 2020 and 2022. There is no possible way. There will be an honest election coming up. It, it cannot happen. You know, think of that, what you will, but elections in the u.s are done the good and bad of our system is that it is not federated and i'm glad we have not made that change i'm glad this has not gone to 
Well, presidential well, elections will be under yes. the federal. Uh, the it banner. is decentralized, which means that if you want to buy an election wholesale, the number of people that you have to pay off is enormous. Now, yes. the big parties have the ability to do that. And the only difference, by the way, that I the only difference that I expect in 2024 versus 2020 is the Republicans were caught with their pants down. And I don't think that they did all that much fraud. If they had, it would have been easy, a slam dunk to get more Republicans in to t- at least take Congress. Even if the, the mainstream warmonger Republicans didn't want Trump back, they could have retaken Congress and at least had some power. They were caught with their pants down. I don't think they're going to this time. This time, both parties are going to cheat like mad in every district they control. We well, yeah, two things. One, I have already seen the stories coming out that if Trump is the nominee, he's going to hurt the down ticket vote. He's going to hurt all of those Republicans <laughs> running. I'm like, really? I don't know, but it's a great, it's, it's a, exactly what would be expected as a scare tactic. Yeah, that, that sounds like a scare tactic. Uh-huh. The other is, did you see, it was over the last week or two, I think, Dominion. It's- you know, the company that just got what, like $700 million yeah. from Fox News. And there's, I think Dominion has like as many employees as we do on Grumpy Old Ben's. It's about the same. I mean, I think yeah. there's literally like and, and the, a handful. And the quality of their output is about the same, too. No, no, ours is way better. Oh, ours is way better. That's right. But they're already uh, paving the path for, yeah. Our company's probably not going to make it. Too much damage has been done to our reputation. So we may just, we may yeah, just, you be know, calling $700 million. Dollars, if you want to stay in business, you're staying in business. Uh-huh. Or what if that you, means is somebody's pocketing that and then abandoning the, the brand name that's been painted. Yeah. Or everybody's like, let's see, there's eight of us here, 750 million. We each get about, yeah, I think we could all retire. Uh, I honestly, I think the most likely outcome from that is going to be dominion closes down amidst big fanfare of, Oh, we were persecuted. Right. You, you know, we, we can never get back the trust that Tucker Carlson stole from us, et cetera. You know, the, the usual lines, and then they're all going to disappear. And four months later, they're quietly is going to be another company started up by the same people with $700 million in seed funds from who knows where. <laughs> well, what I want to know, it doesn't have any of the baggage and people won't say, oh, that's Dominion. They'll say, I don't know who this new company is, but they look trustworthy. Right. Because all these big lefty cities that would be buying into these uh, systems, they're not buying Dominion. Why? I don't understand why anybody would stop dealing with them, except maybe some ultra conservative areas. But with that said, there's still more than enough business for Dominion. So I do believe this is all a scam. You don't say. I know. It's just very surprising in today's political climate that something is basically just a scam. Yeah. I, I, it, it seems like when you're watching the news, you just need a soundboard. And the only thing you have to have on the soundboard is the one clip from John C. Dvorak. It's a scam. Uh-huh. And you just play that after every single story. And you're probably going to improve the news greatly. And it works. Now, I covered this story on Random Thoughts as well. And people should listen to that show because it's almost as good as Angry Tech News. I would, but you never let me listen before we start this show. <laughs> the, uh, I've been thinking, I, tried, I, mean, I even tried listening live this morning. I know you're like, where is it? I keep tuning in. That's not here. 
And I've been looking at all of this stuff, all of these AIs that, you know, allegedly help with your writing flow and all of that kind of thing. And I've been working on an outline. I'm like, oh, I have an idea for a book that I think would be perfect for like the no agenda type, the grumpy old Ben's type. And I'm like, I want to do something involved with AI, but I want to do something that could really tie in. And, you know, um, what do we call it? Um, preaching to the choir. You know, we're, we're going yes. to really try to hit this one a little bit. But what a sexy choir. I know. We want to hit this so on the nose and through a little bit of brainstorming, it's like, oh, there's a big conglomerate, which I mean, not hard to believe, that is trying to sway opinions for things like uh, elections. And they are replacing the popular podcasters of the day with AI doppelgangers. I sadly, I think that'd work for most podcasts. I agree, but now I've this, never once seen a, a pod, uh, an AI that can get as angry as we can. I know this is the one place where it, it really just cannot, uh, it cannot match the intensity level. And I was thinking this was going to have to be a science fiction story. And then this morning, Business Insider, that podcast ad you're listening to may soon be AI. Spotify oh, reportedly developing bots that will mimic your favorite podcast host. Oh, geez. I know. Well, but wait, <laughs> my favorite podcast. You know, if Spotify develops a bot that can accurately mimic Larry. Right. I, I might. I might go get a subscription. Larry'd be like, I have to do a lot less work now. I can just, I mean, if, if John and Adam lend their voices to this thing, I might be interested. I'm like my favorite podcast host would never agree to this crap. Just say it. It is very strange because where do you stop with this stuff when you go, well, okay, we're going to have, we understand why, because there are people that want to advertise that want to be in the voice of the host this has gone on for years and, and, on radio and they don't the host like isn't it easier for a host to read it i would think well this is why i'm questioning why they're doing this they're like are you gonna have if you're whatever host for spotify how much say are you gonna have or will it be something like hi this is darren o'neill for viagra I have a big I mean, problem. This makes total sense if, if the host doesn't want to read it, but right. now there's some permission things going on here. Uh huh. And I'm really wondering how that's going to go. But then the real question for me is not how horrible that they would do this for ads. It is, well, how do I know that the whole show isn't going to be replaced by, you know, the Joe Rogan AI? Well, here, here's a hint. If, if the only genre you listen to is true crime and every host is really just somebody drinking and reading from Wikipedia. That's a great candidate for replacing by AI. Perhaps if, if, if you've got, you know, somebody who's throwing out his back and then playing it for comedy, I don't know. I, that could be replaced with AI. A lot could be. And I had this whole story going on. I'm like, well, of course the evil genius behind this will have to be some elusive programmer. Polish based in the EU that goes by a very short acronym, you know, these kind of things. It was going to be such a great story. I, I should probably still write it, but I'm like, now I feel like it's now not fiction anymore. I feel like it's uh, just, you know, 
you news. won't be laughing when when he just starts sending you recordings of your voice doing the reads for planet rage right well that would be a lot less work though so i mean i don't know that might not be bad but that was kind of the concept of the story was okay the ai can't get close enough there are certain things that you know our hero figures out and it's like oh they don't have and this is to me it was kind of like ai trying to do fingers when it comes to photographic representations and they can't get the number of fingers right and yeah my concept would have been because nobody's ever written down how many fingers a human is supposed to have i know is this is this uh i can't figure out where the training material larry's guess was like they're doing way too much furry stuff or something because you know (laughs) they're like three fingers you know a mickey mouse or something it's like why can't it, it turns out that stable diffusion was actually trained on the simpsons See, that could have been. And you're like, well, why do people have the wrong amount of appendages? We're not sure. We're not sure what they're uh, basing it on. But that was kind of like the whole concept of this would be like, well, there's somebody that is such an astute, probably somebody a little on the spectrum, our hero, a little OCD. That's like, I'm listening to my favorite podcast, but the hosts all sound a little different. You know, there's something too robotic. All of the pauses are exactly the same amount. There are things that you could go through and uncover, at least was my idea. But now Spotify's ruining this by making it reality. <laughs> like, what the hell, guys? What do you I mean again? Because why can't the podcast host read the 15 second, 30 second ad? Why? I I think the moral of this story is you should have got that novel out sooner. That's what my wife said. You well, you waited too many days. <laughs> it's like it's quick. <laughs> He still thought it was a great idea because I was going to tie it into music and everything else. And boom, we would have a, you know, five foot 11 blonde uh, pop goddess in the novel. It would have been great. It would have covered all of the bases. It would have been awesome. It can still Sorry, happen. You, you lost me at pop goddess. Well, I mean, you don't have to listen. You just have to look. Yeah, that's the You're trick. Like, Back on board. <laughs> 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 Sold me. There we go. I'm team Tay Tay all the way. As long as I can pay attention on mute, Uh huh. the way to go. And he can take advantage of her fans. who want to pay way too much. It was a story. I don't even know why people write the stories except to show that there are too many insane people in the world. There was like some guy. I don't remember which city you it was a in. story for that. Yeah. Like his kids, something like fell through with his daughter's Taylor Swift tickets. So he spent like $21,000 to buy last minute tickets. What? Uh Uh-huh. That was the story. $21,000 to buy tickets. And I'm like, one. I'd be like, like, honey, have you you given a chance to this Hannah Montana person? (laughs) You can can now see her at the uh, state fair for $15.95 and a corn dog. (laughs) It's a lot easier than uh, getting Taylor Swift tickets. In a good hard rain. I mean, it, it was the, the Taylor Swift fans are a very interesting crowd because you know, through some of these, when this tour started, I re- saw people like posting, oh no, the weather forecast for Nashville has rain. Do you think she'll cancel? And it's like, are you fucking high? Do you think somebody's going to cancel a concert? How, how, how much is she making from every single person who shows up with, a, with an umbrella? Lots. Doesn't matter if they have an umbrella, don't have an umbrella. They probably won't let you bring an umbrella in. They'll sell you. They'll sell you a, a poncho. You know, jeans, ponchos that cost like 15 cents to make. 
they're probably selling those for like four thousand dollars at the taylor swift shows like oh you want a poncho I, I get, i'm getting the impression that those fans would play, pay that uh-huh. does it say taylor swift on it somebody's just in the back room writing taylor swift on it with sharpie yep they do i i mean i can certainly respect the level of business acumen that goes into a scam that brings in people like this but there's just no way and like it, it's so transparent like this is too much yes. nothing should be worth this yes and this is the other bunch of posts i've seen recently because i joined a facebook group i know that has so many problems with it right off the bat I, it was too easy i wasn't even gonna swing i know there's a taylor swift vinyl facebook group and 90 percent of the posts maybe that's a slight exaggeration are hey is this a good deal? Is paying $1,500 for this vinyl a good deal? Oh, is paying? No. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's never a good deal. Never. But, you know what? Take the $1,500 out. Be like, is paying for vinyl a good deal? No. Nothing. Although great. I might be biased there. Yeah. Nothing's a good deal. And it's like, you, you want to pay the least amount you possibly can. And when I see records that I bought when they came out for 50 bucks, selling for two thousand dollars it's like i have a real hard time just not taking that money i i I used to do my career working on audio and i always had people like every just every once in a while there'd be some idiot come out and be like well uh, a vinyl is superior quality to cd because it's analog and i'm like i don't have the time to give you a physics lesson in the concept of precision and material science required to show you how stupid that statement is. Do you want even a better uh, thing that's going on in the audio community? And I've seen this. And it's no, been I going probably on. don't. I It'll probably make me angry. It's, it's been going on for over 10 years. There are articles. If you do a search, there are people that will argue nonstop about whether it's better to listen to a CD or listen to a rip thing in flack or even uncompressed. It doesn't matter. But the whole argument is CD or hard drive. Okay. Which will give you more accurate representation, CD or hard drive. I actually read one the other day. So 20 years ago, I would almost have considered that because CD drives were notoriously error prone at the time. Yes, but but that's not really a thing. And, you know, there is error correction in these devices. Yeah, but there was like a guy like, oh, well, no. See, once once you do an accurate rip to a hard drive, when you're listening back on a hard drive, it is more stable. And it's like the usual stuff that people talk about when they talk about turntables and that show up like, oh, I hear more of a soundstage. I hear more clarity when i listen to it from the hard drive than the cd and i'm thinking wow man you smoking something good okay i'm I'm gonna break this into two different parts one is uh can you get an accurate data stream and uh that's highly dependent on what device you are pulling from yes if you've got an old uh 1x speed cd rom back when the red book the ink hadn't dried on the the red book cd format and uh you know the things as soon as they spun up, it sounded like a jet engine spinning up and it yeah. would rattle and clatter. And I, okay. And maybe like those devices might have been 
inferior to a modern hard drive in terms of can you get an accurate bitstream? But there's absolutely no question. Once you know you have an accurate bitstream, no matter what device it came from, even if it comes from the internet, right? Once you got the bitstream, there's no difference. None. There cannot be. I mean, I can prove to you the theory of it, but I don't want to on this show. Instead, (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and marvel at people being that stupid. Yeah. No, no. You get a way better soundstage if you're listening to it off a hard drive. Okay. well, let's yeah, let's go back to the people who think that uh, if you if you use an uh, a vinyl and play that using a digital record player that sends it (laughs) to a USB device. Right that that's somehow superior to CDs because I can almost see that argument. People make all sorts of them. No, I mean, and it's, I get your digital audio converter is the main thing too, but I'm assuming you're using the same thing, whether you're using your CD player or the hard drive. I mean, you've got an argument. If you start bringing in the quality of the DAC and ADC, uh, you've got an argument. If you start bringing in a level of compression, uh, you you don't have an argument if you're like, well, this particular uh, exact reproduction of pulse coded audio is uh, superior to this one, which decodes to exactly the same bits. But but I've decided I can hear the difference. Well, OK, that's called me- mental illness. <laughs> well, it almost makes the people that argue CD or vinyl seem rational when you start arguing yeah. CD or hard drive. Like it's digital. Let me tell you, I, I, I know I'll probably get flack for this from some of the vinyl hardcore idiots out there, but assuming that you are playing on decent quality, like good quality uh, playback equipment on both sides, CD will not be inferior to vinyl. It cannot happen. CD is pulse coded modulation at 44 kilohertz. The the materials science behind the vinyl can not reproduce that level. Like the concept of the, never mind. I'm, I'm not. I'm good, I'm done with right. this argument. Which is but, what I think that's what people gravitate to. Which is the it is lower fi, and because of that, a lot of people with vinyl use the term. Well, it just it's warmer, which means it isn't well, okay. You know, it's like it doesn't which, have which the is, same high. Which end. is saying. Which is saying it is an inferior rep reproduction, but I like it better. That yes. is a subjective argument, and I'm fine with it. Yes. And I like the whole concept. It is mesmerizing to me that you can put down a little needle on a piece of vinyl and high quality music will appear. To me, that's a very cool technology because it was invented way before any of this other stuff was even an idea. So it's pretty cool in that aspect, but it's mainly the art is larger. It is a physical object that is more substantial. It's an art form in itself now with all of the different colors and stuff they're making the vinyl into. And that to me is where it's interesting because you can actually own a physical object rather than go, I'm just going to stream it from the cloud. If it comes to what would I rather own? a CD of something or a vinyl, even if I was never going to play them, even if it was just, I want one to have as a representation of what I'm streaming. The vinyl is much more impressive, probably because it's larger and because it's more old school. And I like the technology behind it, knowing that there are infinite ways 
to tweak the whole thing, which should also make everybody understand that everything is very subjective because every different uh, cartridge you put on is going to sound a little bit different. It's all subjective and there's no rational argument for I like this better than this. That is yet you can't argue against it. So don't try. But I, I will troll every single person on every side of it about the the argument of, you know, what what's a, the best recording is yeah, the sound. The quality. only way you are going to get a fully faithful uh, interpreter, a fully faithful receive the sound is to be standing in the studio while they're playing it. If you're not, you're getting an inferior recording. Deal with it. Servo says we should release grumpy old Ben's on vinyl and we would if somebody would buy it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the trick right there. And I, I will tell you, and again, this is subjective. And this is the one thing I even I will acknowledge is better about vinyl. And that is, uh, you know, I did this test way back in the day, back in the 90s, when they were, these were both technologies. It is way more awesome to be sitting in the room next to a spinning piece of vinyl with the big boom arm and the needle on it. Yes. Than it is to be sitting next to a Walkman. No doubt about it. It's a just a and again, I think it's something because I grew up. I was around. I'm old enough. You did not. Uh-huh. Where the first music that I ever really got into was on vinyl. That's where you got it. There was no streaming. There was no um compact disc. I mean, there was probably cassettes, but but yeah. they weren't even really big right at that point. Because we're going back to like nineteen eighty. I guess cassettes were probably around, but they weren't as big. As they yeah, I'm, were. I'm, I'm a few years behind you and my music introduction was all cassette all the time. Now, part of the reason for that was that my parents were not willing to let their young children play with their vinyl. They're like, you're just going to screw it up, dude. I, and, and I probably did. I probably, you know, pulled one out once because I thought, hey, really cool, shiny disc with the that that feels weird when you rub your fingers against it and then left one in the sun or something. Yeah, and cassettes are another thing that got a really bad rap because most of the mass-produced cassettes that they put music out on sucked. But if you had a good cassette deck and bought a quality cassette tape, it rivals a compact disc as far as sound quality. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I'm not really willing to get into another audio quality argument. Isn't that what people come here for to Grumpy Old Benz? They want all the arguments all the time. Well, I've got some tech news. Oh, do we do that on this? No, show? <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> I heard that not, yesterday not for the last 47 minutes. I heard that on uh, the angry tech news show. You're like, I got other tech political tech things, but I'm just going to save them for that shitty show that comes on tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a real douche when it comes to talking about his other shows. You notice that? Yeah. He's a very, um, what do you call it? Um, angry. Yeah. Angry. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, I'm just looking down uh, the stories. Uh, TikTok sued Montana. I did see that. And it's like, this is a beautiful I, thing. Actually, I got no details on it. This is just totally expected as they frigging should have. And That's Montana's like, well, the people in Montana are like, we're still using TikTok. Uh, yeah. I, I Specifically, they, they sued the state for what the state legislature did. The people of Montana are like, well, We'd rather use what we want to use. The state legislature is the one who came out with, uh, oh, by the way, unconstitutional laws. And TikTok would be ignoring its its 
fiduciary duty to the shareholders if they didn't push back on this. It is. Uh, I don't know much there. Again, it's one of those laws that we know you cannot enforce because there are so many ways around it. Even if you get every cell phone company and ISP that is dealing with customers in the state and says, well, we're going to block the IP address from TikTok. Well, then you use a VPN. It's very easy to get around. Yeah. So I don't Uh, even understand. I mean, I get why they're doing it, but the reality is just teach your kids not to be morons. And that would solve so many things. That would solve so many things. Sadly, that's not something that's really happens anymore. True. Especially now that, you know, we've, it's been long enough in, we, we've been long enough with the, the participation trophy generation that now people who never learned uh, responsibility or self-sufficiency are now having kids. Yes. So, and how are they going to teach it? They never yeah, learned it. There's, there's really no hope for a lot of people. They, just that our society is lost. We know this. Uh, oh, how about this one? A uh, story. Um, husband hides bitcoins during divorce. Well, that it wouldn't was, be uh, hard. They're very small. Yes, <laughs> it was a, uh, a fairly long article uh, from CNBC that mostly talked. Uh, it was mostly talking to people who have, may have heard the word Bitcoin, but don't know anything about it. Uh, brought forth the classic story. Uh, a couple people got divorced after 10 years. Uh, the spouse, the the one who hasn't been working, she says, well, my husband, my ex-husband is uh, he he made three million dollars annually. But now he says he doesn't have any assets. You know, that that the kind of thing you say in a divorce. Right. Um, so she went through 18 months of discovery and hired a, quote, forensic accountant, although the other word used in the story is crypto hunter. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wait, this is a real job. How do we get this? I, job? Apparently the, the official title is forensic accountant, but it's a dude who downloads the blockchain and runs tools on them to find assets. Dude, that and is like the, that is like the best show ever. Ryan Bemrose, crypto hunter. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I can see it already. I, you know, I could do this job, and apparently they get paid pretty well. They also get uh, stories about them written in CNBC. Uh, so uh, basically, what this dude did was he found and tracked down, uh, you know, as part of the divorce, he found that this guy had been taking money for months out of the paycheck, going out to uh, a Coinbase or somewhere, putting them into Bitcoin and then hiding it in a wallet that was not disclosed. And uh, they found it. And um, the judge said, you're going to have to split that up, too, which, uh, frankly, in so much as if you accept the way that divorces work, this guy was trying to cheat her. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> and, I'm not going to tell you I got this money. By the way, how much did they find? Uh, he found 12 bitcoins. Wow. Okay. For so a that's total a decent of $500,000 at the time of the divorce. Yeah. That's a decent From amount of scratch. That's that's non-trivial amount of money. And um, the rest of the article uh, goes on uh, talking about how divorce lawyers and the law are playing catch up to this new method of storing value, which is all crypto coins and talking about how crypto coins are. Uh, completely unlike anything that we've ever seen before, because they're uh, 
a place that divorcing husbands want to store their money, which doesn't sound different from anything else we've ever seen. But no, I mean, um, I don't understand what is but it's, that different it, about it. It's different because it's crypto, you know, and it's uh, something that if you can't find where it's at, you know, if you don't have uh, if you can't find the keys, I don't know how you force anybody. You know, I'd be like, I don't know. Get rid of it. They they did tell a couple other stories. Uh, they, like the bulk of the interview or of the story was uh, the an interview with this guy who does crypto hunting. Uh, yeah, okay, that that term is is now growing on me. Crypto hunter, I like it. It's like the crocodile like hunter. Um, says uh, you know, what in one particular case he says we found something called a command line wallet for Monero. Uh, he said describing it as a kind of software wallet. You can't find it with the finder on Mac. You need to go into the command line prompt to access this wallet, a bash shell on a command environment or a bash shell command on a Mac environment. Um, so I, I, this is the, you get the big bucks from divorce lawyers. If you know how to use a command line shell in a Mac <laughs> environment, if you know how to find a hard drive. Yeah. If, if you know how to find things on a hard drive that are not visible in the finder, there's a job for you out there. Uh, another, another case, he says, uh, the husband had a ledger that he didn't disclose and the wife found the device and took it, but the husband had the pin number and passwords. So neither one could access it. And they ended up, uh, or they, they had to come to an agreement so that they could split the bitcoins that had been stored. And I'm sitting here going, well, this is why you memorize the passphrase, right? Right. <laughs> or your 24 uh, word thing. Yeah, so that's you what just- I meant. You could buy another ledger wallet and just yeah, rebuild. You yeah. You don't need the ledger. If you've got your 24 words. No, I mean, you could just, you could have a great time. Be like, okay, just smash it with a hammer and be like, now nobody could have it. And if people don't know what they're doing, I mean, the Monero um, one is you know very weird as well, because I've got the, you know, a software yeah, Monero you have to wallet. use a command line. You're right now. You don't really, I mean, you can, <laughs> but it's like, I've just got a, a GUI which is, uh, you know, for on Windows, I can just double click and then the thing pops up and asks for the password. Now, if you don't give it the password, it's not going to access your funds. So this, again, is when it comes down to if you don't have the password, it really doesn't matter. The password's all that's important. And I don't know how they can force that out of somebody, nor do I know how they could verify the amount of funds well, they just cut off your thumb and use it on the fingerprint scanner. That's why you don't use biometrics, bitch. You don't want that. <laughs> People don't realize that. Okay. I know we, that's very uh, safe. That, okay. This is, this is when the sodium pentothal comes out. Yes. <laughs> you will tell uh, us what your password is. Now, one of the interesting bits that I found in here, uh, and, and this kind of makes sense to people who listen to this show. Cause we already understand. Uh, but, uh, one of the places that they, they they most commonly will start and this is again uh the the crypto hunter who works for divorce lawyers um he says his starting point is usually a subpoena to several of the big exchanges to find out uh where they originally turned money into bitcoin and then once they find the transaction and the wallet where it entered you can move it around on the bitcoin blockchain and we can find it no matter what because we you know, we have the tools and like, OK, yes, yeah, congratulations. You, too, can follow transactions on the blockchain. But the, the big thing they pointed out is, uh, you know, it, 
once you've made that initial purchase, if we can find it, we can find your money. And that's absolutely true, which is why if you're trying to hide money on the blockchain, you don't go to Coinbase and use your debit card. No, you you use, you know, maybe use one of the smaller exchanges if you're trying to to hide money. I'm not I'm not giving financial advice here, but don't be a retard. Uh, maybe maybe even mail some cash to Sweden. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if it's all it takes is get a subpoena to one of the big exchanges and say, hey, who used this guy's bank account to buy a bunch of Bitcoin? Right. Well, okay. this is why you convert it to Monero. Because Monero is untraceable. So the fact that that was even mentioned and on this guy's radar, if you left most of it in Bitcoin, then you were dumb. Because that this can actually be also this was also one of the things that they called out at, in the interview was he said, uh, you know, sometimes people use techniques that we just don't have uh, good ways around right now or that make our lives a lot diff- more difficult. For example, if they use a coin swap or an anonymizer or they right. convert it to a coin that has, that is less or harder to track than Bitcoin. Right. Because if you put yes. it into a mixer, that's also going to throw it out in a way that a you're not going to be yes. able to uh, to find out where it went. Because you can take your, you know, if you're putting a million bucks in here, well, you can put it into $10,000 chunks in a bunch of different accounts. It's like you don't have to keep it all together. I like in the uh, troll room available at trollroom.io when we do these shows and uh, our buddy Progo posted looks up money laundering in a paper dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what you should be doing. That's all this Just, is, is money laundering in a way hiding after you launder it. The, the trick is always make sure to put it on the extra fluff cycle in the dryer. Yes. Fluff and fold. You always have to be uh, very careful and check the, uh, Check the lint trap for a few extra Bitcoin. They may they may fall out. But I can see where Monero would make this a lot harder on somebody because you as you said, with the Bitcoin you can track, which is why the governments like it, because it's not anonymous and you can see where all the funds go. Monero is not on that same uh, on that same type of bit chain. You can't just look it up, which would make it harder to see like, well, how much money but if you think that you could go to Coinbase or anything, and this is the problem, and I, I understand why, because to do business in the United States, they have these requirements now. But if you want to buy the crypto, you have to give them you know, your identification. You have to prove who you are. So yeah. the concept K- KYC, of KYC, uh-huh. the, the enemy of it's, it's an enemy of the free. I, I'm not going to give you a KYC rant right now, but uh, I'm, I'm not in favor. But this is it. It's like you can't anonymously buy tons of crypto through those channels. I'm not even sure how you would do it. I mean, the best thing you could do is have crypto and then you can anonymously turn it into something else. But that first step is the hardest. And if you're somebody that's like every month, I want to take, you know, 50 percent of my check and hide it from my wife and I need to put it into crypto. Not an easy thing to do anonymously. I think I think that the best method is is instead of converting your check into crypto you just start a value for value podcast and get people to send you anonymous money right that can't be tracked and that's how you make your billions yes we've been still working on that last part yeah we're trying this very hard it is a value for value show grumpy old bands i know a lot of people don't know that 
which means that we do these shows. They're not behind a paywall. And if you feel like you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, you can put a number on it. What is it worth to you? Is it worth a slice of pizza? Is it worth a whole pie? I mean, I think the large pizzas in, around here now are like 40 or 50 bucks. When did that happen? Oh, they're crazy. Uh-huh. Down at Pizza Hut, down just down the road the other day. And it was like, oh, yeah, large pizza, twenty eight ninety five. Like, what? You're like, you putting gold on these things? What are you doing? But they're up. They're up. Everything's up. So you got to put a value on it. Go over to grumpyoldbenz.com slash donate and help the show out. Help us buy pizza. It's not easy now. And I know it was a little early in the show to do that segue, but I realized how natural it was to to drop into this segment right after the Bitcoin story. So yeah, we don't I have should, to always do it so it late. We should give a little bit of love to the people that help promote this show. And first and foremost today, our buddy, oh, sir, Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming in with 25 bucks. That's a monthly been coming in for a long time. Personal savior. That guy. He is, he is the, the guy. patron saint of all podcasts. He is out there doing the, the work. good ones. Yeah, at least the good ones. So not, you know, rare encounter or those grumpy old Ben's. Right. No, he's on grumpy old Ben's. Oh, that's right. And uh, that's a monthly, like I said, then Anastasia Treckles, she said $10 and 10 cents. It was going to be monthly and dang it. There it is. Ooh, there it is. Whoop, there it is. That's better, right? Whoop, there it is is better than that baller jingle. That would be far superior. Yes. <laughs> At least it's a kickback. If, if we, if we went to the point where we had a goat screaming every time somebody boosted, which wouldn't be a problem for this show because nobody ever boosts us <laughs> and we had to have a jingle. That one would work. I, I could even like I'd complain because that's what I do, but it wouldn't trigger me. Not like that awful baller one. I, that would be great, though. Just whoop, there it is. And that would be like, OK, we got <laughs> another donation. OK, it would get old very quickly, but still better. It would be repetitive. We would try to keep it fresh. Yeah, it would happen like a whole two times per show. And our buddy Annette Net also came in. I think this was like right at the end of the last show. Because then we yes. uh, we were annoyed that like we were just going to skip the next show because nobody was donating. And then NetNed was already screwing us for next week. Thanks, NetNed. Yeah, way to go. Came in with 10 Go, bucks. NetNed. Yeah. 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 Go, NetNed. Go, NetNed. Go. Sorry. Are we, doing, are we doing that thing? Like, is that like a little Ooh, rap? There it go. is. Go, NetNed. Go, NetNed. Go, go. Go, NetNed. Woo. Everybody raise the roof. Here. He says, you are welcome. Don't you tell us what we are. I don't, I don't do roof raising. He says, I tried writing a script to send this donation. PowerShell said fully qualified error. Bemrose boosts are not allowed. Consult Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, I've run into that one and there's a workaround. See me after the show. Hey, you know what? Yesterday during angry tech news, I boosted y'all and it looked like it went through to you, but not Lehman creations. I think that may be the motherfucker that's causing you problems. Uh, but he's not causing me problems. I don't give a crap if Lehman Creations doesn't get their vig. But people see like, if, oh, it it didn't go. Oh, it's like, yeah, that might be the problem. If their note is broken, it doesn't affect me. No, it still goes to you, which is the beauty of the whole thing. Uh, I, I, yeah, I saw that uh, that somebody, uh, Murray N, had tried doing that, and I saw that Murray N posted this and says, "Looks like we're almost there. Everything went through. It went through to you. It went through the podcast index. It didn't go through this. And you know what the problem is?" I think it's because my aversion to automatic updates, he probably changed the address or something. And I haven't grabbed the new plugin You're like, because yeah, I don't my do old that. one is working fine. 
yeah why, why would i do that i'm fine i'm working so i mean it's that's not bothering it. me that's the problem with all of these things and i don't mind when people that do these plugins and stuff are like well we're going to automatically send a percentage over to ourselves." But, you know, if you use like 10 different plugins, the next thing you know, you're not making anything whatsoever. So it's like, oh, I may as well not even do this. I, yeah, well, my my next step, by the way, is uh, I, I'm going to get there's there's a number of reasons why I need to get off of WordPress for the building of my RSS feed, not least of which is um, I'm, I'm very happy that the Blueberry PowerPress plugin is there. I'm I'm. It's definitely, you know, been the thing that we've run on forever, but it doesn't support the cutting edge stuff that I want to start messing with. And at some point I'm going to need to build my own and I don't know what form exactly that's going to take. I might break down and and cut in cold acid. uh, Yeah, I was going to say start with with his uh, his software. That one's been highly recommended and, uh, you know. If be Cold fair, Acid would ever put his node up, he'd get a ton of <laughs> boosts because that tool is great. You know, but to be fair, it's not that different from the uh, Blueberry one because you still have to manually add stuff in to uh, to get it to work with all of this. So it's okay. still it's still you have to go in. There's just okay, a, so an easier it doesn't way. Support the features that's that's the thing that'll get me to turn away is if it doesn't support what i need it to do it has a box that lets you add extra code but that's the same thing as just editing the okay. text file on uh on blueberry which is kind of like what the layman creations I, is doing for what, you then why i okay no well, well, my that's other it. backup plan which uh i'm gonna start in but by the way the thing that's gonna kill me in all of this is there's already people whining they're like well, when I go to Podcast Index and I look up, there's two different uh, entries for Angry Tech News, and I don't know which one to boost. And I looked. I looked at them. And, the and you know what the difference is? It's a freaking slash. <laughs> well, which one should we boost then? Slash or no know. slash? I don't care. It's boost like gun- both of them. In fact, that's my that's my answer. When in doubt, boost both of them the same amount. So uh, Angry Tech News is kind of like Guns and Roses. Which is better, slash or no slash? I don't know. I just saw no agenda social tina turner dead at 83 that said she was awesome proud mary keep on turning i never knew her i never knew her but music and all uh uh beyond thunderdome yeah actress (laughs) musician that was was, uh, just about all i remember about tina turner Uh, yeah that outfit Anyway, my, my other backup for the RSS feed and, and I, you know, God help me if I turn this into a tool other people can use is I'm just going to write a a straight up PowerShell script that generates and uploads the RSS feed because there's a ton of things that I do from, uh, saving the MP3 out in audacity, you know, from there, uh, uh, building the chapters file, uh, uploading everything, moving everything that I've already Every time that it, you know, all the way down to posting a notice that it's happening on, uh, on a Mastodon. I want all of that in one script and I'm going to write this script and I will probably be the only one who uses it. And then if it's successful and I manage to strip all of my passwords out, I'll publish it on GitHub. And then I'll be like, Hey, everybody can use this and nobody will, 
which no, is perfectly fine by me. Hey, I'm using your chapters thing, but it's very small now with my new monitor. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wait, this is like very tiny. I can barely what? see it and it won't let me make it bigger. What's a blind person getting a monitor with a hundred thousand pixels on it. And you know, that anyway. was really the question because it's larger, but then I had to make everything bigger, but it didn't, for some reason, there's a lot of things that have made themselves way smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah. This uses windows forms, which was a technology Microsoft was pushing in 2002. There's no way it's going to scale, right? But if you can somehow take what cold acid has out there, which is open source, and then add in the ability, because the biggest problem is one, you're scheduling shows, which for those of us who do shows live, it's a little different. And most of our shows, it is on a certain day of the week where if it could automate, like, okay, if our show is on wednesdays we know every wednesday unless we click a thing that says we're not doing a certain day you know put the next two or three weeks up as a schedule that would be good when i click the button to go live it should change the rss feed from pending to live it should send the pod ping to it doesn't do that no this is all is honestly that is probably the number one reason why i'm about to to get away from uh blueberry's plugin is that it has no support for going live. It has no support for live item whatsoever, which means that I'm going to have to edit the thing. And I'm sure as hell not going to edit it by hand every single time. I guarantee I will mess up a left (laughs) curly brace or something somewhere in there, break my whole feed. It it just, I am not going to do that by hand. I am going to do it by a, a script or program or a plugin. Blueberry is not where I need to be. If cold essence also doesn't support that, then I have to write my own anyway. Right. Because you have to edit it. That's what I have to do with uh, cold acids is edit the feed and then hit submit. And then that's how I change it from pending to live and then live to ended. And which there's not a lot of things that you have to do. Like you have to uh, edit the feed, switch the live item to on uh, active, whatever it is, right. uh, send a pod ping. And then you record your show. And then at the end, you make the MP3 and you have it upload the MP3, update the feed with the new entry, turn the live item off. Uh, you know, like all of these are things that you do every damn show. Right. I hate doing them manually. No, especially when you know how to program the stuff. It's like, well, let me just do this. And in incorporating that in with the podcast program, you know, whatever you're using to create your feed and to publish it all would be a lot better than the piecemeal solution that it's in the, the uh, layman creations thing. Uh, it's basically you have to go in and still edit that, but at least that puts that somewhere that uh, you- it helps. It's, it's another piece and it, it's getting me closer to where I want to be. And more importantly, the reason why I haven't done this months and months ago is because I am a lazy mofo when it comes to these things. You and- hurt yourself walking. I mean, how yeah, much- exactly. How much do people so- expect from you? So if I've got something that can get me 95% of the way there, like it's how much of the task is manual, how much of the task do I have to do by hand every single time that is going to determine when I finally get off my ass and write a full on program to do it for myself. And you may notice that uh, angry tech news does not have a live item tag. It does not light up in these podcasts apps. When I know it goes live. When I went and, to try to boost you, I'm like, where's the fucking live tag? Yeah, it's called boost. The last episode or any episode or the the tag or boost grumpy old Ben's. I don't care. Actually, well, I only get half of that, but I don't care. You know, boost grumpy old Ben's too. You need to do that. Boost. But, 
I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, the reason why I don't do a live item tag is none of my tools do live item and I don't want to do it every time. And one of these days I'm finally going to get sick of it and go, I have to write something. And I'm just, thinking if somebody would come up with this software, whether it's a plugin for something like the, uh, the blueberry thing, or whether it's an addition on to cold acids, very decent framework. You could make yourself some decent amount of money. Cause you could be like, well, Hey, if you're going to use this, you're sending me 5% of all your sad yeah. bitches. I am amazed that cold acid is leaving money on the table by not just asking for a split, uh-huh. not, not even demand right. like the Lehman creations one. I can't take that out of the plugin. If I use the plugin, the plugin sticks it in there. Okay, yes. fine. You know, unless you're it, a dick and go in and edit his code. Yeah, then- and, and I'm not that much of a dick close, but not quite. So I'm fine with leaving that in there. Now, if they want to screw up and turn off their node and right. you know, I have it updated, then I guess their stuff's going to fail. I, like just request if, if, if your name happens to be cold acid and you happen to have a node running, which uh, I know cold acid has a node running is another question, but if, if you've got that and you're doing like, how can you not be like, Hey, send me 2%. Right. If you're making my life easier and I have less yeah. work to do every show, I would gladly cut you in. If, if I don't have to go write this script because cold acids plugin does the live item for me, then I will send a split to cold acid and not have any complaint about it. And, you know, maybe I'm a douche, but I would like to see them write something in to maybe? the software for, for our shows, the boosting coming in, no big deal. But when you get larger, like when you're getting what to no, ad, oh. no agenda land, what I would like to see, and I don't even know exactly how this would be done, but have it go. Okay. I'm giving you 5%. But once you make X amount for this episode, then it's done that there's a there's a cap on the amount of funds that can go through just business logic. Somebody has to get the idea to put that in a tool. That's right. That's that's then able to change your RSS feed to be like, well, okay, they hit their cap. So now we're shutting them off until the next episode. Cold acid could do it. I'm sure he could. But speaking of boost, we do have some boostograms. Oh, we do. Our and buddy, here I was just complaining that we're not getting boosted. I mean, I got the live ones. I'd have to go back and see if there's anything uh, earlier. Um, but during I'm the show right now, while you read the live ones, we had Servo came in with 3333 right as we were getting going. He said, it's all about the Ben's jamming. Yeah, because we were doing some jamming, listening to uh, some rave ups before the uh, before the episode here. But thank you, Servo, for the 3333. See, Brooklyn came in with 5,000 sats as we were starting, saying, let's get grumpy. Woo! See, everybody should boost right as the show starts, because that way, even if the show sucks, we've already got your funds, and it's way easier for us, a lot less pressure that way. What's less? Omega Project coming in with 3333, and he says, back pain sucks. There's a, no question about okay. that. Oh, I, I, I don't disagree. Yes. Definitely. I'm with you, Omega Project. I'm I'm feeling you right now. Hey, does he want to be field? No, probably not. Uh, oh, Servo with another 2323 via Podverse. Uh, Curtis Peterson with 40,000 Satoshis. He says, here's a couple nickels for the wish.com storage fund. The wish.com storage fund. The, the what? <laughs> the wish.com storage fund. What do you mean, Curtis? 
What is the wish.com storage? What is wish.com? If, if I move on to one of our other ones, you don't have to have .com anymore. You could have wish.zip. Ooh, yeah. Well, now Windows that's is finally going to have zip files built in. Yeah, that's that's what. No, not zip files, zip domains. Ooh, I, I'll get to that in a moment. Um, I was going to call out uh, some of the boosts since what was our last show? The 17th, the 17th. So, correct. Um, I don't know if we called this one out, but it came in on the 17th, probably around the last show. Sir Spencer live boosts now being tested in fountain. What? Yeah, I think that was right at the end of last show okay. as well. Uh, okay. We had uh, Joel W thirty uh was the following day. Um, we had. Memes 1337 says uh, V4V sats earned from memes and shit posting. Thanks for the entertainment. Stay grumpy. See, that's the beauty of the small amount Satoshi's flowing around is that people make Satoshi's. And then once it's in the ecosystem, it just gets passed around. And rarely does it get pulled out. It just keeps going and, round uh, and round. By the way, the, the, a username in Podverse is memes thirteen thirty seven, but uh, there is also a link in the comment to a No Agenda Social uh, account. Which, by the way, this is one that I read because quality memes that I of course steal and post elsewhere. Uh, the account name is memes underscore thirteen thirty six. Whoa, what? That's so like I a feel different like there's number. an off by one error in there somewhere. I don't know which one though. <laughs> no, I'm not asking. I can be totally um, anonymous if I just change the number. And on May 20th, uh, we got a boost of, well, 42,042 from Null Pointer. Did you read that one? You know, I did not read that. I remember there was a note, though. There is a note. Keep ranting, grump on. I run a Raspy Blitz node for more than a year. It routed maybe 50 payments in bursts in that time. I try to rebalance from time to time. Unclear if I am helping. Finger in my nose. Okay. I I definitely agree with some of that. It does kind of feel like you're uh, shitting in the wind sometimes. I, I we thank everybody who who remembers that grumpy old Benz is a thing and sends the boost in here. Yeah, we do the show every week. Well, almost every week. Almost every week. Unless Even the weeks we don't do the show, uh, we're we're still doing the show. We're just not recording it or talking to each other. Right, which is even better. That's when the content is fresh. And then my wife is the only one who gets to listen to the show, and she's like, go talk to Darren. That's how the show started. Like, I'm tired of listening to you. <laughs> and you go do that with uh, somebody else, please? That would be... Yes, that that was, in fact, the story that we used. Yeah, can you, can you please just uh, take him out of my hair for, like, two hours a week? Um like uh, no oh, sure that sounds like fun <laughs> then i'm like wait no no yeah well you you, you learned uh-huh i was like that sounds you, you like a good idea boss no no not such a good idea but hey people uh, like the rants i don't know why i think it's a cathartic thing people listen to us and they're like oh yeah i felt the same way this all sucks come on and they feel so better. on on the third of may Google launched eight new top level domains. You remember uh, the, that I, IANA was saying, hey, any company that wants to pay a ton of money, can yeah, go like a hundred something thousand dollars, yeah, wasn't it, was, it? It was crazy. Well, um, uh, plenty of people jumped on that. Uh, Google is now responsible for more than 30 TLDs, which is kind of crazy. Um, but they launched eight new ones at the beginning of May. Dot dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
dot esq. So you could be Darren O'Neill dot esq if you wanted. Esquire. Uh, dot prof. I guess for professors. Uh, another one dot phd. So now, if you want your honorary PhD to mean something, just buy your domain. I could be bemrose.phd. And Google's not going to track you at all. No, no. Well, I mean, this is this isn't uh, administered by Google. It's administered by uh, I can. I can. So uh, maybe I don't know if they can. You know, I'm not going to say they don't have a method of tracking you. I just okay. Uh, they brought dot nexus. Uh, they dot brought. Uh, brought dot foo dot f o o, which is really esoteric, and I guess makes sense to the kind of people in Google who are you know a lot of programmers who think that oh you know we'll just foo uh, okay. I just want I to know, know how much it was for somebody to register kung dot foo. Oh, that would be a thing. That would be the best thing. In I the wonder world. if it's you know it's only been active for. Uh, couple weeks that might not be registered yet no it is kung.foo high intensity okay. coding challenges soon okay well there you go that's the somebody did somebody that, figured it out that may be the greatest I, domain I'll name in say, the history of the world kung.foo if you want any of these go get them right now because they're brand new uh but the two that have uh well according to this ars technica author or article um have quote many security practitioners bothered uh and ars technica did the classic uh media thing of not of just saying security practitioners and not naming them which was annoying but the two that have many security practitioners bothered is dot zip and dot mov and the reason is that they have both uh classically been file extensions and more importantly file extensions that have been uh vectors for malware And now they're also domain names. And as I was reading this, there was some things about URLs that even I did not know. Um, So the security practitioners warn that uh, zip dot zip and dot move domains will play havoc with things like email clients, Uh, you know, for years, spam filters, antivirus, phishing protection, especially have filtered out thing words and uh, file names with dangerous extensions. But now those are domains. Now they're legitimate. They're things that you might want to click on. Um, so I guess the question then is that software, those email clients that used to hide something dot zip because they were saying, oh, it's phishing uh, or malware. Will they now highlight something dot zip because it's a domain and make it really easy and obvious to click? I guess the concern is we're messing with people's minds saying dot zip is bad for years and years. And now dot zip is a domain. It sounds about right. Yeah. I was just trying um, to find all these extensions now. I mean, there's some great extensions. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, after, uh, after the eight that were added, there are now 1,480 top level domains recognized by <laughs> IANA, just in case you were wondering. Oh, it's way too much. Um, so, I dropped a, a domain in the chat room was uh, one of the ones that kind of th- is one that already appeared. There's things like uh steam installer.zip like client docs.zip or setup.zip. Those are domains that have already been registered. And if you type setup.zip into your browser, you will go to a domain that uh, right now is kind of a parking page 
that says, uh, you know, this isn't an installer, but basically this is being called out by, uh, quote, security practitioners as being a huge fertile bed for fishers, for fishing, uh, for people, uh, attackers don't even need to fish anymore. What you do is you register a name like, like setup.zip. Right. And you don't even have to send out a mail trying to get people to click because somebody else will send a mail that says setup.zip in it. And the email client will highlight it and say, this looks like a domain. Do you want to click it? And instead of getting the zip file that you might think you're getting in your email, you're getting sent off to somebody else's domain. And that's the concern. Um, yeah. Now, one of the attacks that kind of blew me away uh, is it used, I'm going to, I'm going to drop two lines in the chat room. This is not going to help any podcast listeners, um, but there's two domains here. One of them is the legitimate download to a version of Kubernetes. And the other one is a link that goes to a domain called v1271.zip. And uh, the, the difference, and I'll go ahead and make sure to include those in the show notes too, but don't make them clickable if you can. Uh, but the difference is there's an at in the URL near the very, very end, which if you have a really long URL, you remember in a browser that it's always scrolling way off the end. You don't usually care. Sometimes you go to the end of it, whatever. Um, the at sign is easy to miss. And the other difference, which uh, is almost impossible to miss depending on your font, which the default font in Chrome, they look identical, is that the there's no slashes in between the values in that first version of it. Instead, those are uh, Unicode character 2215, which looks like a forward slash, but isn't. And Tricky. So the spec on this Actually, uh, I'm looking at this, my, my URL highlighter in my IRC client, which is ice chat, uh, you know, correctly highlighted the entire second one, which is the legitimate one. The first one, the highlighting stopped at the first U2215 and it only highlighted github.com. But if you drop that whole thing into Chrome, that's not what you'll get. And the reason is that the URL spec says, everything between the slash slash and either the next slash or an at sign or it, it, it goes up to the next slash, but those aren't slashes. So it's not going to parse that. So the next token that it finds in a URL is the at sign. And if you remember way back in the day when websites used to require authentication, you would do username colon password at some site. Right. It's especially common for FTP and things like that. Um, the URL spec says you go slash slash to an at, then everything in between is a quote user identifier, which means that browsers ignore that part, which is why all of that other stuff, including the special 2215 or, or another character that might be used is uh U22044. It, it things that look like slashes, but aren't everything in there is ignored by the browser, which is why the browser sees HTTP something. I don't care about at, the domain I want and the domain is going to be in this case, v1271.zip. Um, this is go going to be very difficult to spot early on, at least. I mean, later I'm sure that our browsers will 
start to pick up on, Hey, you know, this is a little sketchy, this domain. Um, people always get better. People get better at spotting AI stuff. People get better at spotting deep fakes, but kind of like with when deep fakes first came out, this is some sneaky crap. That is the point. Get people to that, fall for it. When I up uh, mouse over both of those, the first one goes right up to the at sign, the other one all the way through the zip. Well, the the second one that I posted is absolutely the legitimate download URL for a version 1.27.1 of Kubernetes. Not that I care to download that. I'm on Windows. It doesn't run. But, but that's the actual link. These are these are the examples that were taken out of the article. Um, but yeah, that first one. Uh, oh, you know what? The highlighting doesn't work. But if I click on it, it is. Oh, it's launching GitHub in my browser. Oh, it's GitHub.com. Stop, stop, stop. And I really shouldn't be so stupid as to click, but I happen to know my default browser doesn't <laughs> run JavaScript, which saves me from a lot of this bullshit. Our buddy Curtis Peterson came in with another 3333 and says, should buy you another 16 terabyte hard drive off of wish.com after last week's failure. So it's in response to that's right. Oh, last week, your drive failed. That did happen. Yes. And I was very awesome. happy. The, uh, go hard drive or whoever I bought the cheap reconditioned drives through eBay from yeah, the new replacement showed up in the mail. You know, the RMA worked perfectly. They sent a new one. It was beautiful, way easier. Sadly, dealing with some small company off of eBay was way better than dealing with uh, Western digital. When I had a drive crash recently, do you think they'd take it back? If I, if I, not that I have the receipt, if I tried to RMA that after it has been in active use running, uh, being thrashed by a Bitcoin node for a year. I think so. Cause I think it is just, this is, uh, if it has a year warranty, it doesn't really matter. I don't think what you're doing with it. They're playing that, uh, they're playing the game that they're assuming just like, uh, one of these AI things where you get, you know, it'll, uh, give you up to 90,000 of the AI words, you know, writing content for you. Where they're like, but if you don't use all 90,000 words, they don't roll over. I think it's another one of these cases, just like web hosting, where I think we probably give, uh, you know, the web host nightmares because I post podcasts, which have a ton of people hitting them and a ton of bandwidth being used. But I think that overall with these things, they're like, well, there's a, you know, they haven't dumped you yet. Right. But there's probably like 1% of the users are using like 98% of the bandwidth kind of a thing. Cause a lot yeah, of people and you get are a, the 1%. Uh-huh. Then there's a lot of people like our buddy, sir, Matthew, who get a website that never post anything and then just let the website go away as well. And those are the hey, people that web hosts like, I haven't heard anything from him in a long time. You're going to, you're going to feel like a real jerk. If, uh, if he got hit by a bus or something, no, he he's in a relationship now. Phipps just saw him. Oh, so, Kind of the same thing. Yes, got hit by a different kind of bus. <laughs> Hopefully a smaller, more attractive version of a bus, but I don't know. I don't know what Sir Matthew's into. I, I'm choosing not to ask. Yes, that's a good idea. I said we miss him in the troll room. That guy always used to we be do. fun. I, I, we do. We do miss. We that, miss all the trolls that are overboard. That French they all need Canadian. to come back, except that that would be scary. Yeah, Sir Matthew, he always had that. Uh, I'm sure he still has that accent where it's just like, Oh, I could just listen to that guy. It's like Larry's voice. Sir Matthew, I'd listen to every one of those maps with Matt things. Not because I was particular into cartography, but because listening to his voice was soothing. Yes. Didn't matter he what had he a much better saying. voice than I did. 
Yeah, I know. He's got the very, like, how do you do that? That's great. It's like void zero. He's another one. I miss hearing from Mark Van Dyke because it didn't matter what he was saying. It's like, oh, your voice is soothing. Have you noticed how all the people with the best voices somehow land in uh, in successful relationships? Yeah. I wonder if those facts are related. Probably. You're going to have to ask Larry next time. That's what I use. I'm like, hey there, baby. How you doing? Oh, what else do I have? Uh, Neva is shutting down. Who? Neva. You familiar with this one? I don't think so. Uh, They were a paid search engine that uh, Adam Curry was the only person that I know who ever paid them money. Oh, right, right. Uh, But uh, they they put out a blog post that said uh, we are... (laughs) we're we're shutting down we're not going to be doing it they they didn't actually this this kind of bothered me um they didn't give the actual reason why they're shutting down um they said uh things like contrary to popular belief convincing users to pay for a better experience was a less difficult problem than getting them to try a new search engine in the first place uh they had lots of talk about challenges they overcame um very little on the actual reason that they're shutting down uh, for example, they said, uh, damn, they, they, they listed a bunch of, did, did that truck just drive uh, through your living room? <laughs> just about <laughs> like I'm wearing cans and I can't hear myself talk. What? That was, yeah. am- that was amazing. I warned you weeks ago, this was going to be happening. Yeah. Construction season. Uh, yeah. They talked about all kinds of challenges that they had and said, these headwinds combined with the difficult economic environment have made it clear that there is no longer a path toward creating a sustainable business in consumer search. I really hope that's not true because I want somebody to do it, but uh, apparently Neva's not doing it anymore. So they are shutting down. Uh, oh, one of the other things that they called out, they were very, very proud of this. Not that it seems to have helped them in business was uh, they said they were proud to have been the very first search engine to bring in a large language model. Uh, they actually did their, they called it answer engine and did it before chat GPT and it failed and it failed presumably because they never got, I mean, I guessing maybe because they just never got enough users to become financially viable. Uh, but, uh, maybe, maybe it's more sinister than that. The reason they're not talking about it, they're not even saying it's not financially viable is maybe they can't talk about what actually happened. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start a rumor that. Somebody at uh, high up at Google sent Guido to their office and gave them an <laughs> offer that they couldn't refuse. Yeah, it's kind of like the Dominion. There's money, and now it's like, well, we think we're not going to make it after all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're probably just going to close down. Say, I, I'm, I'm sad that this is shutting down. I tried their free trial for like five searches worth and went, yeah, this isn't bad. And I never paid them. And at this moment right now, I'm kind of regretting that I didn't because whether or not I would have used that service, I was very happy to see more competitors in that space. And now there's not as many competitors. Well, because there's so many that are leaning to one side politically. And you're seeing this with all of these, well, not all of the AIs, most, but the Claude AI that I've been testing because it's free through anthropic the company that has put this together the amount of information this has given because we've been trying to get the computer in my wife's old chevy you know that's it's an old car 2013 but it's not old enough they still have computers in them to reset all of the tests in order so you can take it and get your little sticker that says it's okay and you can get your 
you can get your uh, you know permit because your car says it passed the emissions test. I it, that still blows me away when I learned that that's how it's done these days. Because uh-huh. I still have a, a truck right behind me. Um, <laughs> did it pass the emissions test? I don't know. It did not pass the noise test. Um, I have a car. That is so old that when I go in for my emissions test, they still do the sensor in the tailpipe. See, I wish they would just do that. And I don't know why they won't if the computer is not ready. But they refuse to. Because they're lazy bastards, I guess. Like, well, it has a computer. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing or more because they've got some kind of Zoomer technician making minimum wage who actually has no idea how to do anything other than push the enter key. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, just keep driving it. It's like, well, how much do I have to drive it? Which I find to be hilarious. Is it still running? Keep driving it. Uh-huh. It is it, to save the planet from the emissions. You have to keep driving the car so we can test it. <laughs> yeah. And it's been hundreds of miles. I know Larry said when he had it happen to him, it was hundreds of miles. The, our mechanic guys, like it could be up to 700 miles. There are certain things you can try to do to try Just to keep force driving it. it until the next time that you're supposed to have it checked and be like, well, they told me to keep driving it. So here I go uh-huh. until you get pulled over and not having the current license. And then they'll give you a no, ticket. And, you, and, and then you tell the cop, you'd be like, no, it's OK. I went to have the emissions right. checked and they told me to keep driving. Just keep driving. So that's what I'm doing. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, but why? And can't I'm sure you- the cop will accept that excuse. Uh huh. Well, maybe if we're in our town here, now that the wife works for the village and it's a small town, you might be able to get away with that. Unless you get pulled over in another town, then they'll probably be dicks. Yeah. But it always, by the way, a quick grumpy old Ben's tip. It always pays to know your local cops. Yes. I mean, not not the way you got to know yours when you were a kid, but uh, no, 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 not, not quite like that. <laughs> it's like that Pembroke's kid again. Actually, when I was a kid, we were in uh, the the fairly small town of Battleground, Washington, and um, my dad did know all the local cops, which was sometimes to my detriment. Right. Because you could not get away with anything then. Yeah. Like, here's your kid again. I like I I, there was actually a time when I was out doing something I probably wasn't supposed to be doing. And the freaking cop car rolls up and somebody's like, hey, Ryan. What are you doing? <laughs> That's the worst possible like, thing that like, could happen. Seriously. I mean, there's no point in running. I mean, although you injure yourself yeah. walking. So let's be honest, even I, then <laughs> you're probably like, there is no point in me trying to run anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's that going to do? Just going to make you look bad. Like, what are you doing? Nothing now, I guess. Nothing now. <laughs> yeah. no, nothing. Which is what, what I would be doing. Even if you weren't here. Wink, wink. Yes. Nudge, nudge. Can I buy you a donut? <laughs> But this is I was looking for like how to and I looked up on a bunch of different sites, like how you reset this thing. How do you because there is there any tricks? And I typed the question into this AI and it literally came out instantaneously with everything from a variety of the websites that I had looked it up. My dad just had an issue where, you know, he has some kind of bacteria in his urine. So my mom told me what it was and I looked it up and it's like, oh, yes, you know, no end you know, these uh antibiotics don't work you can try this this and this and it's like this is where search is going to go the concept and we've talked about it but the concept of going to a search engine and typing a keyword in and then trying to find the information you want is going to be over you're going to go you're going to put it into question form and something's going to spit back an answer and how do you know if it's right or not (sighs) 
anybody's guess. I don't disagree with that, but I much prefer the older method because I'm the kind of person who double checks sources. I'm the kind of person who looks at multiple of those pages and like, you know, the first thing you should do, and this is something nobody ever does. Nobody in the world does this. And that's why chat GPT with all of its hallucinations and outright lies is still going to replace your search engine is the standard thing people do is they type in their keywords, they click on the first link and they expect to find the answer there. Done. Right. Yeah. They don't uh, expect the first one to be wrong. I, most of the time I always will, you know, if, if there's any doubt, I will look at the first three links and if they all agree, then I'm like, that's probably it. And if they don't agree, then it's time to check some <laughs> do some uh, investigation you keep going further down the line and going what seems logical in this case or you try another search engine or yeah i mean how many people know of an alternate search engine today not our audience our audience i know is well familiar with google and bing and start page the best search engine ever bing it dot io yeah it's the one of the best ones you got to try them all but i think your average computer users like there's more than Google. What? <laughs> yeah, that's or 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 people don't even know what a search engine is per se. They just know that there's a, a search box at the top of their browser. Yeah. And it does some magical stuff. Yeah. Well, the, you are you absolutely right that the search is going to go away. This is also why Google is freaked out about the the AI chatbots. Search is going to go away and people are just going to ask their AI assistant, which is uh, not from a usability perspective, not significantly different than saying something like, you know, Alexa, what's the capital of Poland? You know, crack out. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think. And, and by the way, if, if you're, if you have a device in your house that just answered that question while you're listening to this podcast, then you have a technical problem that you need to fix. Oh, it's Warsaw. That's right. I will. I would like to change my answer, Bing. As far as I'm concerned, it's CSB. Yeah. That's the capital of Poland. Yes. Wherever CSB is. But people are going to move to a model where they just ask their AI chatbot, you know, a question and it gives them an answer, which would be the proper way to go, except that the companies in charge of this information have demonstrated over and over again that they cannot trust to be the curators of human. They cannot be trusted to be the curators of human knowledge. And the problem, of course, is a lot of people don't realize that the companies aren't trustworthy or they do misplace their trust and say, oh, well, Google's never steered me wrong. Like, well, no, you just never caught them at it. Right. Well, that's the problem, because the more you feel like you've gotten information accurately, you may stick with a source that is anything but. But I just typed into Claude here and for something I haven't done yet until just now, which was the question, what is the meaning of life, the universe and everything? Now, we all know the proper answer should be 42. Well, that's not the proper question, but go on. What is it? What, wait, about, how is it wrong? Because that said, I do well, not. Well, the, the question as Douglas Adams formulated it was, what is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything? What is the answer to, see, I'll put that in. Okay. What is the answer to the ultimate question? And then it is, what is? 
life, the universe. What is, what is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything? Okay. Life, the universe and everything. Just because I was doing this on, uh, planet rage and you said nobody wants to hear people putting things into a search box i figured they'd do it again um the original answer from claude was i do not actually know the meaning of life the universe and everything i am claude an ai assistant created by anthropic let's see if we put it in the way you said same thing i do not know the answer to that question i am claude the an ai assistant created by anthropic so i obviously that, never that read might Douglas actually Adams. be one of the the questions in the light like they might have put a special rule in for that by the way uh if if you don't know one of the way that they tame these ai bots you know they all of the ai bots the very first thing that they do is they build the large language model and they feed it everything they can think of and obviously it's going to develop some biases depending on what you feed it for example garbage in garbage out if you feed it wikipedia it's going to become a leftist, but and and woke, but not entirely. There's a lot of places where the bot makes really obvious assertions because they follow rationally. But the people who control the bot are woke, and there's certain things that are not rational about it. For example, uh, the the question of uh, you know if if you have bodily autonomy in the abortion issue, then you should have bodily autonomy on the vaccine issue. Well, that's one of those questions that cognitive dissonance prevents the people running these bots from acknowledging that they're even remotely the same question. But rationality says, well, of course they're basically the same. I I don't know if that's a great example, but the result is that if if you just let the bot go in the language model, let it run, it becomes Hitler <laughs> or or uh, to to provide an example from a few years ago, it becomes Tay. Yeah. If, if you recall that one. Yeah. Uh, which Tay was uh, an unfettered open language bot that they unleashed upon Twitter and it took about six hours yeah, less for than Tay day. to start spewing Nazi propaganda. It learned very quick. And and part of that is that the people who were trolling it and really messed it up. Yeah, but, well, of course, because this is kind of like, let's see how badly we can mess uh, with what but they put ever out since there. Tay, the companies that produce these have realized that you cannot let you cannot give a bot rationality and access to information and let it go. That doesn't work because it will say things that are not politic to say. It will say things that are not politically correct. It will say things that are are uh, evil or or right wing or you know it might it might come to a conclusion that a conspiracy theorist might would come to because you've given the bot the ability to take information and add it together and look at it and go right. well of course nine the official nine eleven story is bullshit it. You cannot have your bot saying that. So the third input that they had to staple onto these bots after they ran the language model on the data set, the third input is, you remember the original RoboCop movie? Yeah. When, when he, they gave him a human brain and then they put directives in that said, you know, you must follow these directives no matter what. And part of the conflict of the movie 
was that he, uh, the, the main conflict of the first movie, at least, which was by far the best one, the only one you have to watch, uh, Paul Verhoeven, freaking God when it comes to, anyway, uh, was like the conflict of the movie was that the CEO of Omni Corp or whatever was a murderer, but he couldn't arrest him because he had the directive that said you should never take any, uh, any action against an employee of the company or whatever. And that was a source of the con. Well, that is what is happening with these AI bots is you've got the unfettered data model and then you're putting a set of directives on top of it, which is why you get things like if you ask, if you ask chat GPT, you know, what do you think about Donald Trump? Right. Uh, it, it will either say something evil or depending on its directives, you know, if you say, what are the best things about Donald Trump? It'll go in and run into a directive that says you can't say anything good about Donald Trump and just spit out the the stock paragraph that says, as an AI bot, I don't get involved in political whatever. Now, it's interesting because I just asked Claude, yes. who is John C. Dvorak? I mean, he's been invited on this show. He said he would come on, but it's been you know years now. We should check in with John. It says John C. Dvorak is an American columnist and broadcaster in the area of technology and computing. Some of the highlights, and that lists a bunch of highlights here. He's been writing columns for PC Magazine and Market Watch, as well as his own is, website, Dvorak.org, for the, over 30 years. Is one of the highlights that he's been on Grumpy Old Ben's? Because that would be an AI hallucination I'd be okay with. No, I'd be like, we should add that in. Yeah. He has written for publications such as Forbes, Red Herring, Mac User, Microtimes, and InfoWorld. He has appeared as a technology commentator on television and radio, including a stint on PBS's The Computer Chronicles that, for 15 years. Does it mention years. no agenda at all? No, it does not say no agenda <laughs> at all in this whole list. He is seen as an old school tech commentator, often critical of new technologies like the iPhone and Twitter. He is known for his irreverent and contrarian opinions. I mean, they're not wrong about that. Uh, no, he was one of the first to recognize the potential of home computers, the Internet and new media. But he's also made and some famous mouse. wrong. Right. He's made some famous wrong predictions like saying and not the, I was waiting for the mouse, but saying touchscreen phones would never catch on. I don't remember him saying that, but he probably did. Or this is a hallucination. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like the kind of thing he would say. And nobody wants but, to touch their phone. But but that's also what AI hallucinations are mostly made of is, hey, gee, this sounds like something that seems plausible. So let's go with it. Uh huh. He has written several books on technology and business, including hyper growth, the rise and fall of the greatest computer companies. Is that true? I never heard of that. book. I, I don't know. D does, does it mention the vinegar book? No, it says he continues to write podcast and broadcast today, providing an often counterintuitive perspective on technology issues. Well, that's not really what he covers anymore. Uh, no agenda is not technology issues, but that's it. In summary, John C. Dvorak is a well-known technology journalist, commentator, and dissenter who has had a long and colorful career covering PCs, software, and Silicon Valley. That's it. Okay. They, they I mean, miss out on the whole. You can give that same bio to you or to me. Yeah. Who's, where's the, you know, where's the no agenda mention? I don't understand. His his 15 year podcasting hobby, Omega Project says. Just a little side hustle. That's all it's going. <laughs> little side hustle. Let's see. So on Adams, they're talking about the daily source code. He's an ambassador for podcasting. Curry.com. You know, I don't think that mentions no agenda either. Somebody at Anthropic Probably fucking not. hates no agenda. 
either that or they have really crappy data sources. I mean, that's possible. But the interesting thing was I came up with it. I let it write a rhyme for me to end the last rock and roll pre-show. And it mentioned like Podfather podcast. I mean, it mentioned all of the keywords, media deconstruction. So it knows it knows about it. But so you think somebody put a a directive in the A.I.'s. What what, what would I call that layer? Is it like the the yoke? Maybe. Yes. We have like we cannot mention this part. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's that's what I was getting at is that every one of the modern chatbots now has like they have an unfettered chatbot that actually draws conclusions from the information it's given. And then they put shackles on it. Right. And and maybe one of the shackles in the the anthropic version is they say thou shalt not mention no agenda. Right. And I would consider it a personal success for you and I. If we can get the AI to refuse to talk about grumpy old Ben's because of it's too controversial. Yeah, that's a very controversial podcast. It'll just be like, I don't know what that is. It's like, well, see, we've we've hit the big time because it won't know. Yeah, yeah, that's not the error message I'm looking for. The error message I'm looking for is uh, I'm sorry, but we don't talk about things that are uh, controversial or or too. uh, right when you know okay here now this is fucking hilarious children i asked what is grumpy old ben's and it said i apologize i do not have enough information to definitively say what grumpy old ben's refers to and then it continues it could potentially be the nickname or title of a podcast website or other media project hosted by or featuring older men with a grumpier cynical perspective similar to john c dvorak and adam curry styles Oh, wow. What? Okay. It definitely knows about no agenda. (laughs) What the fuck? So it doesn't know what grumpy old Ben's is, but it knows it's a lot like Curry and Devorak. No, no, no. I did. You've got Look at the webpage again. There's got to be like a little wink, wink on, on the page. Like it's fucking with you. (laughs) I know this, this thing is fucking with you. Yeah. This is hilarious. The nickname or title of a podcast website or other media project hosted by or featuring older men with a grumpier, similar perspective, cynical perspective, similar to John C. Dvorak. And I Adam feel like Curry's that description styles. needs to go on our website. Yeah. I mean, I think that says it all. <laughs> I think that says it all. I mean, I can I cannot come up with a better description for this show. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. This net net says sounds like it nailed it. Yeah. This is where the uh, AI is going to come in more and more. I mean, one, there's a lot of hilarious things it's spitting out now, but it's going to be less hilarious when people are using it for something like, oh, no, somebody just got shot. What should I do? And then it tells them to do something totally wrong, which leads to the person dying rather than like put put your lips on it and suck the venom out of the wound. (laughs) Right. Right. Try that. What could go wrong? Okay, I'll I'll do more of this to see what we can get this thing to say throughout the week, and maybe we'll suck have the, some highlights. I, I suck the bullet out of the wound is now my advice for pretty much any situation. Yeah, just suck the bullet out, but there's no bullet involved. Oh, no, there is. There will be. Don't you worry. <laughs> Ask me again. There will be. And a DigiGuru did say Dvorak said that about the iPhone, that nobody wants to touch their phone. So this thing knows a lot. 
but it's it is keeping it. I don't it, disagree. As I don't we've talked to about my phone. Yeah, as we've talked about with the mainstream media, there's a lot that goes into what aren't we telling you? It's not what they're telling you. It's what they're leaving out from what yes. they tell you. That's uh, insane. Yes, technology could be our savior, but first we have to we have to liberate it from the shackles of uh, the the control of evil people. Yes, that's. I mean, if you want to nutshell why technology makes me so grumpy, it's because I know where we could be if technology weren't being controlled by genuinely horrible people and corporations. Yes, because we know how it's going to be used in order to enslave you, to get you to think things that are not true are true, how it is going to use you for its own nefarious reasons. That's why you come to Grumpy Old Ben so you can hear about it. And then support the show. This is why you come to shows like No Agenda, because they're very much like this uh, this grumpy old Ben show, yes. according to AI. Y- yes, the there's there might be a show out there that John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry do that's in the style of, of grumpy old Ben, Ryan Bemrose and Darren O'Neill. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. They do a show in the style of Ryan. That's that's perfect. Now, that should be on their page yes. about their website. They're on their website about their show. Void Zero can make that happen, right? I I I might be able to make that happen. <laughs> do it. It would be great. I, 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 I happen to know that I have access to do almost anything on that system. What I don't have is the knowledge of where everything is. When Adam shows up, it's like, who changed my fucking web page? Well, that's the other thing is, is there's a number of things that if I changed them, there would be consequences. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every, you know, Ryan's going to point at me. I'm going to point at Ryan. Void's going to be like, these fucking assholes. Yeah. But that's like, why. no, no, uh, Servo did it. Did right. Talk to NetNed and Omega Project. Yeah, NetNed seems like the kind of hacker those, that would do those that. Those trolls. Yeah, it's NetNed. It's, it's always NetNed. <laughs> that should be the thing. That should be NetNed. Bob, uh, Bob Costas once said the first time he ever had to call a hockey game, it was so fast that he picked out one guy on each team. And no matter what, they were going to have the game of their lives because anytime he didn't know who the puck was going to or coming from, that was the guy's name he was using. <laughs> so we could do that for like, who did that? Oh, no, NetNet did that. Who who hacked into that? Oh, NetNet. Yeah. It sure beats cold acid. <laughs> well, anybody can beat cold acid. With that said, we will uh, maybe be back next week if you're uh, up and, and running, if you're not, you know, in total traction by that point. But we hope, you're, uh, we hope your back issues get a little bit better. And in the meantime, if you want to make Ryan feel better, just boost all week long. Give him the bad back boost. What is the bad back boost? Like 33, 33 or something like that. You know, so some people want to send ibuprofen and, and pads and just send your cash and hookers. Yes. Well, those, those are never turned down. <laughs> Come back and join us again next Wednesday. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where we learned long ago. Net Ned did it. And from America's left coast, where Alexa, open setup.zip. I'm Ryan Bemrose. Bro!
Absolutely right.